0: today's episode of the show is brought to you by our friends at Banzoogle. Banzoogle is built by musicians for musicians. It's an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Uh, I would know I'm working on a, uh, a site over at Banzoogle as well right now, and it's really easy to make, and you can get everything uh, up and running pretty quickly from hosting a custom domain name, Uh, You got dozens of fully customizable design templates and tools to sell your music and merch, commission-free, which we love to hear as musicians. Uh, There's commission-free crowdfunding, fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your audience, social media integration, and live support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. So if you want to support the show, and if you want to help yourself while you're at it, direct support podcast listeners can go to bandzoogle.com. You can try it free for 30 days and use the promo code direct support, all one word, to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. That's Banzoogle.com, promo code direct support. banzogle Don't you come at me with your one of three, because I need direct support. I don't even care about the fee, I just need direct support opening the night might as well put us on death row no one even knows what time is the start of the show and you can call the venue just to get a message with all the wrong info you're just relying on people to show up early to watch a band they don't even know that's psycho hi friends My name's Peter. I'm your host. Welcome to Direct Support. It's my podcast. Uh, We celebrated one year of Direct Support last week. It was really fun. I had Ryan from Coin On, and it was a delight. And we had a lot of warmth and great reception from y'all, the audience. So thank you so much for supporting, however far along you joined us. Um, I got a fantastic show for you this week as well. We got Jason Singer from Michigander. If you don't know Michigander, you've been sleeping under a rock, dude. Michigan is a killer project, and Jason's a really great guy, and you can hear us just gushing about each other the whole episode. So I was really happy that it was reciprocal because I was really excited to have him on. Man, I've I've loved this guy's music for a while. I think he writes such great songs. I think East Chicago uh, is one of the coolest tracks ever, and if you don't listen to it, you're dingling. Um, what else? We basically just plug Pete Holmes and Mark Marin's podcasts for like an hour and a half, as if they needed more publicity. And Jason forgot to say, keep it crispy, which is too bad. Oh my God, guys, tour posters are up. Can you believe it? I cannot believe it. Everybody's just posting their tour posters and they're going on the road. It's just like freaky. It felt like it happened overnight and things are opening up and it's really exciting. And dude, I want to go to the movies again. Don't you miss the movies? I watched that Marvel movies trailer. My friend sent me just, it's just a trailer for the movies. (laughs) It's so good. And it makes me excited. And I'm happy um, that things can be normal-ish, hopefully eventually soon. You know, the sooner it's normal-ish, then the sooner we get to hug each other. And, and uh, the sooner we can share music and see people and, and be social, man. I think it, it, it definitely affected my brain. And I'm sure it did the same for a lot of other folks. Okay, brass tacks, here we go. If you would like to support the program... You have to subscribe, and you have to listen to the episodes. Share them with your friends. If you know somebody who likes Michigander, if you know somebody who likes any of my guests, share this with them. And if you would like to help even more, head to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, or give us a review. You could just say, this show is good. It's fine and then I'll be happy. I'll be a happy little bear. Send me DMs, send me messages about anybody you would like to join the program. Um, Direct support pod on Instagram. Thanks for everything. All right, here's Together by Michigander.
1: Well, oh my God, the world is ending. Do you still wanna meet me for dinner? Feel the thunder, see the lightning And these darker days keep getting dimmer Uh. If the world's gonna fall apart Maybe we could fall together If the world's gonna fall apart I'll stick with you Ooh world's gonna fall apart. Maybe we could fall together. If the world's gonna fall apart, I'll stick with you. He started speaking But they threw away his teleprompter Am I awake or am I dreaming? Well, maybe I should call my mother If the world's gonna fall apart Maybe we could fall together If the world's gonna fall apart I'll stick with you If the world's gonna fall apart Maybe we could fall together If the world's gonna fall apart I'll stick with you Peaceful panic, it's a heart attack. Just take your Xanax, kick your feet back. And you're feeling nervous, try and fall asleep. I dream of somewhere you'd rather be. If the world's gonna fall apart, maybe we could fall together. If the world's gonna fall apart, I'll stick with you. Ooh. If the world's gonna fall apart, maybe we could fall together. If the world's gonna fall apart, I'll stick with you. alone again Yeah, I'm feeling all alone again Wish I could be with all my friends But I'm feeling all alone again
2: Okay. Should I clap or anything? Yeah, sure. To line it up? Yeah. Perfect. Ooh. Okay, I think it's gonna work now. Awesome.
0: <laughs> Sweet. You're the first guest who's offered to slate for me, so that's actually
2: really nice. Oh, cool. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm I've been doing a lot of it over the last the last little bit here. So. Have you
0: do have you been doing like a proper junket situation?
2: Uh yes. A lot. It's the first time I've had like a real well I've had a is this on the air? Yeah. Well, this part this part will be in the proper in the podcast. Yeah. Let's
0: let's let's say we're starting now.
2: Okay, we're starting now. This <laughs> is the first time I've had um, a pub a, a publicist like overload me with um, opportunities. How do you the feel truth, about I, that? I've, I'm exhausted by it. I didn't think I because when I was first starting out, I was emailing every blog right and trying to get any like literally anybody to care. Now. Too many people want to talk, and I'm like, this is too much. But I will say, and this is truthful. I'm very excited about this one.
0: Oh man, I appreciate that. I, I am thought too. this. Was,
2: I thought this was yesterday, and I was really bummed that it wasn't yesterday because <laughs> uh, there was another one on the on the thing, and I clicked on it, and I was like, oh, this isn't that one. This isn't that one. <laughs> No, it was good, but this one I'm I'm actually genuinely excited for. I've Ironically, listened to a, few, a few of your episodes.
0: Oh well, thanks, man. Yeah. Ironically, I thought this was yesterday too. This is me writing 420 on the date and uh, then changing it to 421 because I blew it. Nice, um, it's
2: so, it's all good. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's a crazy that's a crazy thing. I mean, your publicist is super on it. Like you're the I would say you're the second guest I've gotten the audio from for the performance before the show.
2: And oh, they they were bugging me about it. They're like, when, wow. when are you going to get this done? When are you going to get this done? I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I think I have one that's already recorded. And I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to record one just for this. So that's I did. really nice. Yeah. Well, who'd
0: you listen to? I'm curious.
2: I listened to Kelsey's episode and Briston's episode. And I think one other one, but I can't remember.
0: Good. That's great. Those are two of my favorites. I those, mean,
2: are, those are two good ones.
0: They're unbelievable people. That's the, I don't know. That's been the good fortune of this is like, I've been wanting to do something like this for forever just because I want to keep up my conversations with creative people, because I feel like even when you're making stuff by yourself, you can sometimes just be in your little cave, Mm -hmm. you know, totally. Is this, am am I looking at your little cave right here?
2: No, I'm actually, um, in, I live in Detroit now, but I, um, I'm back in Kalamazoo in the house that I grew up in or like have lived in, not grew up in, but lived in for the last like two and a half years because my, um, former roommate Jared he who plays horns and everything he just got married last weekend so i'm house sitting and dog sitting for him nice. and so i'm in the house where i made the last two ep's and and I, it's, the room is completely empty uh-huh. except for my air mattress so it's very i was like journaling about it yesterday in my in my little journal and yeah. uh um and uh i was like this is a weird feeling to be here and all that so oh
0: yeah. my god i'm almost i i almost just like want this to be uh I feel bad because cause most people aren't usually on the tear of, of publicity junket when they do the show, and here you are on it, and I just want it to be a, a relief from all that stuff. I think
2: stuff. this is... A, I, I have a feeling this is going to be... an. I already I already forgot that we were recording, so okay, we're, good. We're, we're already there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, well, let me just, I guess, fill you in on how, how I've heard of you. So, essentially, if you, as you know, if you're a musician and you put stuff out in like 2016... Then, like, like release radars and stuff like and, – and Discover Weekly just kind of happened for, like, the first time and started to scoop you up on this thing where people knew about your music and otherwise didn't. And so my former bandmate, Chris, but he's not in the band anymore, but he wrote a song called Michigan. It took us on that ride, and, and then I feel like it was right with 90s. Like, any time – Any I knew anybody who was like listening to us, they were also listening to '90s. Plus, the song is called Michigan. Plus, you were named Michigander. So what that did was we never met each other, but I became a big fan of yours in the process of that. Oh, cool. And I've been following it ever since. But um, thank you. But it is really funny to me how uh you know the algorithm has just made me very aware of. It's actually done a good job of making me very aware of musicians who um do something that i really enjoy you know that's how, how you, i
2: feel about y'all because really? i've seeing your name everywhere mm-hmm. and then i knew you i don't know if that ever was announced proper but you were supposed to do a head co-headline tour with my friends mike Mains it, branches. Yeah. and branches yeah. and uh and i was like oh i was like i know and i think i met someone from your band at south by southwest
0: that would make sense because we would all split up so it wasn't me but i'm sure it's one of
2: you know, yeah, I met somebody from your band out in the streets, and I was like, I know that name from somewhere. And they like saw my show. And I was like, Oh, that's cool, sweet. Yeah, um, yeah. But '90s came out five years ago next week, it's and a it was trip. the first. And so I've been just like uh, reminiscing upon the last five years of like my my first ever music to now, and it seems way shorter than five years, but it's been exhausting.
0: But good. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, it's funny. I, I'm sure. Not sure who it was, but yeah, we were supposed to go out on the road with Mike and it did get announced. So it got canceled. It was supposed to start two weeks after the whole shutdown. The oh, whole cool. Classic, Perfect right? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I'm sure you went through the same thing. And I think, uh, for instance, like this record that you just made, everything will be okay eventually is kind of, I, I think that was the first thing and maybe the bulk of what I really wanted to chat with you about, dude, I think you have such a talent for distilling a bigger concept or something that could be very verbose into a very simple sentence and like plain spoken. You're amazing at that, man.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah.
0: I, I, um, and it's catchy. That's the other thing too. You distill these ideas and they're catchy. And like, I have so many of them that I, I'm, I'm just kind of curious how you approach something like everything, you know, will be okay eventually, or, or something like, um, you know, if the world's going to fall apart, maybe we should fall together. That's, you know, these are very, um, I don't know. How conscious are you of that when you're writing?
2: Very unconscious of it. <laughs> uh, I, um, I have a very, I have a very low like BS tolerance with myself. Okay. Like I can't, I can't say anything or I can't do anything. Like if I know it's like phony and I, even okay. if I don't know what it's about and it, it doesn't make any sense to me, I'm just like scrap it done. Like I can just, I just, there's no I never have, One of my friends was talking to me. He's like, how many songs do you write a year? And I was like, 10. Oh, wow. (laughs) Maybe 10. Wow. Finished songs. Like, there's no extra stuff. Like, it's like, what's there is there. Like, I I, I mean, I start like 50 to 100 a year. Mm -hmm. But the only ones that get finished are like the ones that are going to make whatever I put out. or And there's like a few extras that are just like, just not up to par. And so, and, and that's fine. And usually they're like just acoustic ditties. And so I have like a ton of those little guys, but like, I'm very unconscious of like what I'm saying usually until I go back and I listen to it. But like, I'm I'm writing, I'm writing for like the next thing already. And this time I'm going to be like, when I present it to my team, I'm going to be like, here's my tunes. Here's what each one's about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like here's what each one's about. Here's like, uh, I, I like kind of know this time because normally I don't really know and then later I go oh that's about that that's about that and yes. like i'm sure everyone it's no, it's no like original idea that i have at all no, no, no. like as everybody is <laughs> um and so i'm uh, i'm excited i'm excited for the future but uh thank you for the compliment though that really that really does mean a lot to me oh yeah, no thanks. it's
0: it's true and it's something that i'm i'm hyper aware of because it's something that i always you know strive for because i'm you know i i don't know what it is but like the, the universality in the, in, the, in the particular is obviously like a very common thing, right? And like you can relate to other people and being like really talking about your experience. And so like I um, perhaps the one that like rung the most with me is, is on Saturday because mm-hmm. the whole co- – you know, you're talking about I heard my voice, you know, on the radio for the third time. Yeah. Like you seem to have personified maybe the music industry as a person who you don't want to leave you. Is that, is that correct?
2: That's great. Yeah. That's, that's the first time anyone's got that. That's a good <laughs> job. Yeah. That's, that song's about, um, about so like for so long, like you heard 90s, so that was like 2016. Yeah. And like I worked, I graduated in 2011 and after 2011, I said, I'm a full-time musician. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, I was like playing bars and like yeah. not doing anything. And then 2014, I kind of started Michigander. Okay, And I was like, okay, here's my band And then I didn't put out any music for two years So we just were like playing shows And like selling tickets And like doing that whole thing But no music out Just like YouTube sessions and whatever Uh, And then 2016 came and like Put out my first single And I wasn't from like a big city I was from like up north In the middle of nowhere And, And it got like a bunch of traction And everyone And all my friends And like the scene around here Were like, what is this? And I was like, I don't know I just put the song out Spotify did a little thing for me. Um, they hugged
0: me, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, they hugged me, and um, it kind of it kind of helped, you know. And so, um, um, and then like I put out my first EP, and like everything was like naturally moving along. And then I was like at a limit, like where I thought I could do what I could do on my own. I'm sure, like every, I'm sure you know this feeling. Like you yeah. get to a part where you're like, I like, well, how much farther can this go? in its in its capacity yeah or like and it's like where it's at right now and i remember being like emailing like hundreds of emails a month out to strangers just saying like do you care about my care about my band basically like can we open for you your agent your manager your label like hey what up i just want to let you be be aware of me yeah deal and i was doing that for years no like there was always, like, really cool bites, like, oh, this guy who works with Kings of Leon, or this guy who works with this thing, or this girl who works with this thing, and you're like, cool, 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 but, like, nothing ever solidified. Dude, I, I, I know, you know that... I you know I, this.
0: Yeah, more than anything, and especially in an industry like this, there's this constant, like, well, this person is impervious, and they love me, so now... Now I'm famous. That's what happened in your mind. And then in reality, what happened mm-hmm. is like you had an email correspondence with somebody. And I think the sooner you learn that lesson, the less you care and probably the more helpful they'll be.
2: <laughs> big, big time. Big time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you can relate. It's uh, the absolute worst feeling to drive out to New York City and play these shows for these people. And then you, you think, oh, man, this is going to be it. And then radio silence. Nothing. So, um. Sucks, but cool. Whatever. Um, that's the past. But I got to this point where I was like, I I have worked so hard and it was all like kind of on my own, um, with just different friends helping me like along the way, and then those friends would leave and someone else would come in and be like, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And uh I got to like this top of where I was and I like in my scene, like like it just like hit this wall. And I was like, if I don't get anybody to help me, I'm not gonna like I gotta stop. Like I can't do this forever i need to have money i have like 20 like you you know how this is i'm sure yeah any musician listening knows (laughs) how this is and um just really frustrating and then i got like a team and then they're like a label and they help us get a van and they helped me like pay my rent and helped get me on the radio and like playlists and all this stuff and i'm like holy cow i kind of here we're playing festivals like this is so I struggled for so long to kind of have this this mild comfortable situation, yeah. very mildly comfortable situation yeah. that I am like ho- consistently horrified of le- like losing. Yeah, if you live
0: it's like I've heard people who like grew up I'm you know, I grew up middle class, I'm okay, but like a lot of people who grew up in poverty forever, if they go to like riches, there's this there's a bigger fear of losing all of that than there is enjoyment of where you've gotten. and, and yeah, that's how I feel. The same happens in, in any sort of success. Yeah. Just to like level with you, in a sense, I feel like I've hit that plateau right now, because in a different way, where we had a team, and in in one fell swoop, you know, band member left. We're not working with our manager anymore. We're not working with our agent anymore. So we're this, we're at this point where we're like all alone, and at the same time, feeling this feeling of like this next release better kick ass. But also like kind of excited to not have like the tethers that we have before. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a scary time because you're like, yeah. I wonder if people care. People sometimes people tell us that they care, but but like, I don't know, man. This can be very isolating sometimes.
2: Yeah, I I think yeah, that's that's cool to hear you say it. I assume
0: even more so for you probably because you you know it's not like a democratic band. It's kind of it's Jason primarily, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I have buds and like, I want to, I don't want to mm-hmm. like throw my friends under a bus ever. Of course. Like, or, And there's no reason to, but I like, it is primarily me, which makes things a little easier, yeah. um, in some ways, but harder in others. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's a weird feeling.
0: Mentally. I feel like it's harder to be on your own, but it's like, cause it's just a lot to ask somebody like, Hey, get in this van with me. <laughs>
2: right yeah i mean it's cool that i have friends who are like all about it and like enjoy what we're doing and friends who have been with me since we were playing like the shittiest shows to now where we're playing like a little bit less shitty shows Um, (laughs) real
0: shows the real shows yeah um yeah that's the other thing by the way is we we're constantly like like disengaging with the level of success that we're at because you're comparing it to like what is considered like real success but like it is It is not something to scoff at. It's something to be proud of if you can play a show with 100 people in a room in a
2: city you don't live in. Like, I think that's yeah, important, you know? That is cool. Yeah, that's true. But you can do that in Chicago, and then you can go to, like, Arkansas and play for, like, three people. And then you, and it's like, ah, that sucks.
0: I know. It sucks so bad. Yeah. Oh, but I don't know. It's just, uh, I do it a lot, you know? Yeah,
2: same. I, I, <laughs> Big oh, man.
0: It's It's a good thing these podcasts exist, just to hear, like, we're all so insecure. Yeah. A hundred
2: percent. Yeah. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. But, but, uh, I am really, I'm really baffled by the fact that, that you write, I I beat myself up a lot for, for not writing enough songs because I have other friends who are super prolific and there's a hundred tracks to every one that comes out. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I think it's really interesting that you, you know, this, is, you know, this is what you present. It's pretty much what you've written, you know, apart from little ones or like another one of the little acoustic ones has one of my favorite lines, which is like, Excuse me. I was gonna write so many songs about you. That's such a good line. You know. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Uh. But is that like? Are you? You're comfy with that, or are you? like yeah. oh,
2: Good. I um. I I will say I am writing more. Yeah. My uh, the now that this, now that there's like a song on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh. Or there's been like a few. Uh, more people are reaching out and saying like, hey, because there's like this whole world of radio folks and like bands who like especially in the country world and mm-hmm. they reach out and they go hey can we write with that guy some right. like some like pretty crazy big ones that like yeah. i like that like i'm not really fans of of their music necessarily but like their music like the part that they want to like write with me is cool of course and, yeah um and that is that is encouraged like i've done a have done one i'm doing like another one next week and another one next month with these people who are like professional multi-million dollar songwriters yeah. and uh and i'm just gonna write with them and that is so scary to me <laughs> i did the first one and it, it's a it's a country artist uh-huh. and it's so good it turned out so good and i'm like wow and then i was like can i do more of this and they're like you want to do more of it i was like yeah so now i'm in the zone where like i want to write more and i learn. i'm learning how to write in different ways because like country artists are writing way different than like you and i are probably writing right and or like different than any of the bands. Like like The National is like one of my favorite bands. Like they're not writing the same way as like this guy from Nashville. So uh, it has encouraged me to write more. And like, I saw you had that yellow notebook. That I got a bunch of those. And so I just like, now I sit down and I try to finish songs and like write out lyrics. Even if they're not Michigander songs, I'm just trying to write and become a better writer. And so I think it's definitely helped me to write more. I bet this year I'll have a lot more Cause I'm like trying, I'm making the demos for like what we're going to record next. Uh-huh. And there's already like 10 and right. I, I don't know if it's even going to be a full length. So it's like, some of these are going to get cut. Right. Um, so it's exciting to, and I have like, we we just put out an EP a month ago. So now having like all this extra time is exciting. It is. I mean, yeah.
0: I, we, and we definitely faced all that when, you know, you get a bunch of extra time at the beginning of quarantine and then you go, you know, every musician was like, what if i just had a bunch of time to write by myself and then you realize very quickly like that's not actually what i wanted.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was uh it's a weird it's such a weird um feeling. At the beginning and you thought it was going to be productive but i was just like, nah, i'm done. Yeah. Just taking a break and working on what i did before.
0: Movie and, time. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> did you, yeah. Did you did you develop
0: <laughs> did you develop any habits or any anything out of like the quarantine? Yep, that one. <laughs>
2: just that one just video that, games uh that's that um, a playstation controller yeah. folks <laughs> sorry it's that not is a playstation video. controller yeah i forgot yeah <laughs> um that is that that bit has been working really good on these zoom interviews i'll tell you that it's though. a great one uh, just holding up <laughs> a controller they like that people like that no i uh got into video games and i connected with a lot of like friends in the scene who i wasn't really tight with i am mm. like, i was like pretty good friends with but now i'm like Buds with some of these guys who were like yeah. in the scene and like we game like literally every day like after this i have a date for my buds and for dance uh but Amazing. uh yeah i'm excited yeah i
0: love that yeah i had i had a, a similar situation where it was just like a friend of mine who i've known for years but then we started like calling each other weekly and talking about music and stuff oh. and 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 i was like i love that yeah and it was a good um especially somebody who's like kind of, they were kind of in a totally different genre than me and i think that that was um that's healthy it's healthy to you know figure out some way to to connect with people and and probably healthier what you're doing just to have it not be your job
2: too (laughs) yeah i'm trying to like i it was it's very hard for me to do anything but music and watch bands and talk about music and i love i love every facet of the music business and so i i'm just like all about like who's doing this blah 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 blah, blah. uh but it's good to like have something completely separate that's just like mindless entertainment um but at the same time, it's like a community, yeah, feel to it. So, yeah, you know. I, I, uh,
0: you know, on the on the business side of it, one thing that I think is really interesting and and, and excellent. I'm curious how you, how I, how I don't know if you can even control this kind of stuff. But like, you know, people probably come to your shows and they still want to hear '90s because '90s is a song with about two million plays on on Spotify and and grew a whole bunch. But you've since like every release have been able to to top that play count and have um. You know a song be like like your newest stuff kept being on the top on your top five on spotify which is really honestly like a difficult thing to crack right like um by the way i love east chicago uh, oh thank you that's my really, favorite song yeah oh it's so good yeah. man um and uh and like you know and misery's up there and stuff and i think that's like the best you can hope for as somebody who puts out a, a new release we definitely have have at one point put out an ep where we were like, this is the best thing we've ever made. And it has com- like
2: comparatively flopped, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know why it's been like that. That was not controlled. I mean, a par- I mean, partially it's like 90s was self-released. Mm-hmm. And there was like a whole new, f- like East Chicago was a song. I did not think East Chicago was going to be the song everybody loved. Yeah. Like that was the first time I was like, I was like, I'm going to do five singles like songs that could be boom boom banger 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 and then like <laughs> i'm going to put this song at the end that's just that's just for me it's 6 minutes long uh and that one like shot to the top and i was like cool and then then we had like a label for the next with misery and so misery came out and then like they pushed that for the proper us proper push yeah yeah and then like from there like let down we came out and mm-hmm. like that's up in the top now too and um and then like better is the next like radio Track, single dude. focus track, which is exciting that that, that everyone like love. It's like everyone loves that one. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Cause that, I wasn't sure people were going to like that one, but, right. uh, it's, but it's one everyone's like really attaching to. So it's yeah. exciting. Yeah.
0: Well, what I'm hearing is a good relationship with your songs kind of, which is great because like, I think that the same sort of thing happened to us. Like, um, our current top song that's trending is a song that we dropped in 2018. And was like one of the only non-singles on the release, and it was the thing that I care. It was like for me, and my, uh-huh. we all loved it, and it spontaneously like caught the wave like two years later, you know. And Isn't I that think cool. that Isn't yeah, that cool. dude, it's great because it it reminds you like I don't know. Everybody's just a music fan. We're not all just like gonna consume what has been digitized, <laughs> right? For us, right?
2: I, I think especially when you're like an independent band and you don't have like someone who's actively like yeah talking to TSPs on your behalf, like yeah, just like do whatever you want, Like yeah. kind of thing. And like, I mean, still do whatever you want, but like you don't have a song. Like like I, the song I thought was the, th- the song I thought was going to be the big song off my first EP is the least played song. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I just noticed that yesterday and I was like, holy cow, that's insane to me. Um, but cool. And then like the song that I thought was going to be the big, like the least is like, just this, like everyone's like, number one most requested like that's everyone's song that they like good. always message me about and i'm like oh <laughs> that is awesome um it, it made, like it validates the fact that you kind of know what you're doing you know yeah, like, totally. it, like about the music at least like i don't know anything <laughs> about the business side and that's what the team is for um i'll do the music they can do the business and it'll be good to go Right. You're like, you're like, this is
0: the thing that I've practiced. This is the thing that I am, am good at. I promise you I'm good at this. <laughs> it didn't, I didn't
2: realize, I didn't realize, I was always second guessing myself until like like last year. Like, or like And I was like, I don't know. Like I, like I was having like good, like I was like complaining all the time. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, why are you complaining? And I was like, Oh yeah. I kind of, I kind of know what I'm doing a little. Yeah. And so now I'm like a lot, like I fight my battles on my songs more than I do like, anything else with like the team and label and everything like i like here's my music like this is what i this is what i care most about um is the songs that's great yeah
0: man i i'm just there's so much for me to pull for myself there's so much i think is worth a conversation outside but i really think just like believing in the tracks that's the number one thing you know because there's so much other stuff Mm-hmm. You know, there's uh, like as you're saying, there's radio. There's like now TikTok virality. There's like all this other stuff. Yeah, the, sucks. I, I know, <laughs> man. I uh, I got fatigued immediately, and I was like, I'm gonna have to give this a proper, you know, effort later. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As
2: long as you just get your username, you'll be okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I already Thank did. <laughs> I got yeah. The, cool. I got Good. the arms of Kimball band. We'll work on it later. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, tell me about Mike, man. How did How did you and Mike become friends? Do you guys?
2: Yeah. Tour together, correct? Well, we hate each other. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't blame uh, you. Yeah, yeah,
0: really bad guy.
2: Really nasty guy. <laughs> um, uh, a lot guy of people world. don't like him, really, yep. believe me. And uh, um, so Mike's from Michigan or from Texas. I don't know. He's, in, he's from Michigan in my mind. I mean, growing up, Mike was like the band. Mm. I was like 15, 16. I was like, who's this band, Mike Mains. And like, he like, years ago, like he dated someone, one of my, my drummers, like, there's, he doesn't know, it. It was like years ago, and he's said like connected to Midland, which yeah. is where I'm from. And like, he was around, uh, like, um, and so I was like, oh, cool. Like, this guy's cool. And I kind of watched him and like, he was like the person who was a little ahead, like was ahead of me. That was like accessible to yep. me, and which is always like kind of how I feel like in life. Like my mentors are like people who are just a little farther ahead of me yeah. that are accessible that I can be like, how do you, what do you do? How do you deal with this situation? Totally like in-
0: older brother stuff.
2: Yeah, so Mike has, like, kind of been, like, an older brother to me. And then, like, eventually I – he took me on my first tour. Like, I would just go to all the shows and, like, we would connect. And I would just talk. I'm like, I have
1: a band, too, Mike Mains.
2: And then, like, he would, like – I'd play guitar with them, like, on a couple songs here and there, just like a friend of the band. And, mm-hmm. then, um, and then he took me on my first tour, which was a living room tour, in 2016. Like the fall after '90s came out, and
0: he's so good at those because of his preacher abilities.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's
0: great in that. In and that so it, he
2: took yeah, so he took me out on the on tour. Uh, we played like a ton of shows in a short amount of time, and uh, it was cool. Um, and we got we we had a little time where we were frenemies, or not frenemies. We just like we butted heads and like hated each other for a minute, too. Like we didn't Tell get about along. That. For, we didn't get along very well for like uh-huh. a while, and then we were, we're like really good friends now. Good again, which is cool. Like yeah, just, forgiveness is cool, and I know, which uh, is <laughs> cool because like I was just over at his house, and we wrote a song that he's recording today, which awesome. is exciting. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I yeah, I love Mike and Shannon, both of them. Like I would yeah. not be where I'm at at all, at all without them. 100. percent. Like he was the reason why I started. One of the reasons why I started, like, doing music. And I think, like, that's a huge thing for every, like, Midwest kid was, like, Mike Main's in the branches, Mike Main's in the branches. Like, right. this band, but everybody went to their shows and, like, uh, very informative for me.
0: Yeah. Two things on that. One, I totally know what you're talking about because I... Um... <laughs> well, when we started like booking that tour and we hadn't announced it yet and we wouldn't mention it to Midwest kids, they're like, oh my God, that's the, it's going to be the best show of my life. You know, yeah, like, they're freaking yeah. out about Mike Benz the Christian. But, um, but yes, it, I think it is so crucial to have somebody in your scene ahead of you, like your Big time. Yeah, big and, time. And also to pay that forward for somebody who might be a couple of years behind you or something. Cause like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: if you, if you get to see that somebody can succeed from where you come from knowing the same people you know and you can like chat with them it just makes it feel possible like max my buddy max who's been on this show was like touring and playing shows and he was just 2 years older than me at my high school and it really helped me and now we're just buddies but like it helped me see yeah. like oh you could just go play in Oregon I didn't know that I thought it right. was I thought there was somebody in charge of that and they were going to say no to peter <laughs> <laughs> <You know?
2: laughs> Did you look at him like he was like a rock star?
0: Absolutely, like, dude. I yeah, was that's like, how it
2: was with Mike too. Yeah. I was like, like I was excited like, oh to chat gosh. with him.
1: <laughs> <You> yeah. <know? laughs> like, hey man, what's up, bro? Are you um are you uh Mike Mains, bro? Yeah.
2: Um yeah.
0: Hey, what's up, man? We've met a couple times. I didn't you yeah, probably just, don't remember me. <laughs>
2: just wanted to connect, bro. Uh, yeah.
0: oh man. You look at younger
2: you and you're like, oh. Ooh, terrible terrible i get some of the emails now now that uh, they're all the people that i like work with now i mm-hmm. sent e- like horribly embarrassing emails to back in like 2015 yeah and once in a while i'll see them and uh, those are those emails will get forwarded back to me like look what i found from five years ago six <laughs> years ago and i go holy moly <laughs> that's bad that's yeah. really embarrassing uh, I, I saw one of those i wrote to a venue recently
0: I forget why, and I was like, "Dude, this is so long.
1: This is <laughs> oh yes, I'm
2: guilty of that too. Like, I don't even need to get paid. I just want to play. Like, we'll to- we just are- work hard. We don't need to be paid. We don't, don't need to be paid. actually don't. Pay. I'll pay you." I'll pay, we can even pay you even if that comes down to it. Like we'll do whatever. We'll bring all the people and we'll pay yeah. you a lot of money. <laughs> that's what, like I, there's emails that I said that.
0: Definitely. I know. So sad, <laughs> so embarrassing and so crucial. You yeah. Know? Very crucial. <laughs> oh man. Wait, so you said you're living in Detroit now?
2: I live in Detroit now. As of two months ago.
0: Yeah. Have you ever lived in Nashville?
2: No, but my girlfriend lives there and I'm there. I've always been there a lot. Okay. Um, I really love it there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was just wondering what you know to to take on, to take on the name Michigander. I I, I would have just have to assume you have the you know. Uh, I'm just curious about your relationship to to the state of Michigan. You know.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's all I'm all about. Like I don't feel like I have a hometown here. I feel like the state is my hometown. <laughs> yeah. Like trite and cheesy as that sounds, but like, this is uh yeah. Michigan is Michigan is my place. Michigan is uh, important to me. And it always will be. Um, but, yeah, I I love it here so much. I mean, I, I don't think I'll be here forever. Yeah. But uh, but definitely for now, it's my Good. home.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a funny thing to that, too, which is like, if he leaves Michigan, like you, like, there's a chance that you have more, your fans might be closer to, like, sports fans. Your hometown fans might be closer to sports fans than music fans. You yeah.
2: Know. I think. Um, Just because of name, I, I would assume. Yeah, I think that. I could be dead wrong. No, I think you're right. Like, I. I've lived in, like, the middle Michigan, like, way up here. and I've lived, like, in West Michigan, where mm-hmm. I'm at now in Kalamazoo. And I'm in Detroit, like, in, like, the city. The like heart of deep, it, yeah. The heart of the city. And, like, um, yeah, I've experienced it all. And I love it all. um, Yeah, it's cool. Good. Man of faith? I am a man of faith. Are you a I'm, man of faith?
0: I grew up Catholic. I, I don't know where I'm at currently. I, I, I'm a, I I'm a person who... Uh, I really enjoy the grab bag of it, so I don't know if I can, like, settle down on... You're on, okay with the gray. I'm okay with the gray for sure. Okay. But right now I'm like, a, my drummer turned me on to a book called, you know, Think Like a Monk, and now I'm, huh. I'm on this, I'm on a bit of a, of a interest of Buddhism kick right now. Okay. So we'll Are see. you familiar
2: with Richard Rohr?
0: I am indeed, yeah.
2: Because he's a Franciscan... Yeah. Uh, monk, or... I don't know what he is. He's, I don't know... Yeah, he's he's interesting guy.
0: Yeah. He's a really interesting guy. That that whole scene of people who basically like talk to Pete Holmes on his show. Oh yeah, you know? yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's I love it. It's very fun. It's a to yeah. me it's all a playground. You know, right? I'm glad but you it's,
2: like Pete. I love I love that show. That's one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, I love him. He's my neighbor. He lives just up the street here. Is that real? Get, yes, I get to see him at this coffee shop a lot. Actually, Are you the serious? First, I just, I'm serious. The first oh, time, wow. the first time I was going to record an episode. Oh, you're in L.A. A, I'm in LA. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The first time I was going to record an episode of this show, I went to get coffee with my guest field medic, if you know him. Yeah. And, heard of, and, yeah. and we were there and Pete was there and I was just like, hold on Kev, I got to get talk to this guy. And I just went and, you know, it was like the third time I'd met him just from this, but I still reintroduced it, and I was just like, Hey, I'm doing my first podcast episode. Do you have any notes for me? And he, and he just like, uh, he was just the best, and he was like, "Yeah." He basically said, which clearly I didn't listen, but he basically said, "Like, throw away the note page. Like, write them down if you want to ask certain questions, but like, he's all about presence and stuff like that." You gotta you
2: know? laugh a lot and talk way more than me, and you'll, yes. be, you'll be good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> laugh super loud. Yeah, and then okay, I'll I'll start now. I'll start only yeah. talking over you.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you gotta talk to your Katie, your assistant and yep. uh and know, what's up weirdos yep. today's promo is, show is brought to you by me it's me Kachava. Kachava, 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 and it's his it's his thunderwear his and get into okay. it yeah and then at the end of this episode i'll say keep it crispy oh no for, for us and that's that's the thing that's gonna get us sued all the other ones are yeah. fine but <laughs> he is gonna sue you he told me he tweeted i'm gonna sue everyone
0: I would love to get sued by Pete Holmes. It sounds like a really fun court case where he would yell over me and get yeah.
2: <laughs> thrown into contempt. This is like the third or fourth podcast I've ever done. Yeah. And at the end, of them, I might always say, keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little nod yeah. to the weirdo. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, my God. I can't believe I found this is a true weirdo on our hands. Oh, I,
2: dude, it's, I like every episode. Yeah. Yeah. thing funny is, is I,
0: um, I can tell like – when I go back to edit these, I can tell which podcast I'd been listening to a ton based on how I ask questions. So clearly what are you listening I'm in, to. Right now it's a Pete zone, but like a couple of weeks ago I was like being a little bit too scientific and I was like, "Too, that's too much Dax Shepard."
2: <laughs> I never listen to Dax. Yeah. You skip them? I just can't. I never I just never started. I do a little Mark Marin. Exactly. I when I'm being a,
0: when I'm being negative, I'm, I'm listening to Marin.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do a little Marin, do a little Rogan, and do a little uh, Holmes and uh, there's a one called Hollywood Handbook. Who's that? It's it's like this very goofy, um, very goofy podcast. It's just like two comedy writers, and it's it's like completely crazy the whole time. But my all time favorite podcast is Office Hours. With, Office uh, Hours. With Tim Heidecker.
0: Oh yeah, I've watched that one. I've never listened to that one.
2: That is the most insane. I just insane. can't believe it's free. Podcast. <laughs> Big fan of Office Hours. This it's is a free show. Can you believe it's, it? <laughs> it's a, this is a free show too. I this people is are just this is going to be your most watched episode probably. You know, a lot. Of, a lot of people are tuning in because the '90s, uh, yeah, big hit.
0: <laughs> you know, a, lot of, a lot of people are tuning in to have us recommend what to listen to instead.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> if you don't like this, go check out Office Hours. Tim Heidecker,
0: amazing. Yeah, no, that's my favorite. I love being in this neighborhood because it's like. I'm surrounded by comedy royalty and to a lot of (laughs) other people, these aren't celebrities, but to like those of us, you,
2: yeah, right. Yeah. I'm a big comedy guy.
0: Good, good, good. What are you, what do you on these days? But this stuff mostly.
2: I just really love, yeah, I really like the world of Tim. Yeah. Heidecker is like my, my world. Like I, (laughs) I hate how much I love, like (laughs) all of that. And like, I just love, I mean, I'm a sucker for anything SNL related. Yeah. I think, uh, as everyone, as everyone is We all um, love
0: stories About Lauren being a prick It's the best I
2: love episodes Anything Anytime there's anybody From SNL I love when they talk about it And I go Same yeah, Rocks Yeah but, Isn't uh, it funny two, that
0: The lore has Has almost eclipsed The amount of people Watching the show Like
2: Oh yeah Totally It's so bizarre We're I,
0: more interested In stories about SNL Than actually watching An episode of SNL
2: Yeah I mean I, I still watch it Every week I watch good, it every cool. single week Yeah Um but uh, yeah I don't I'm like a loyal watcher even when it sucks. I'm still like no oh, it's actually it's actually pretty good guys. <laughs> like oh, trust me it's still really good. Like <laughs> okay uh, even when it sucks. Yeah.
0: Oh. Can, I totally pivoted away though. I I guess I was just curious about faith and music yeah. and how you think those things might
2: intersect or how that's helped you guide your path. Well, I started playing music in church like growing up like when I was 11. Well there's playing, an intersection for sure yeah. playing guitar and bongos. It was my first and like learning <laughs> piano and learning everything I knew about music in church from like guys who were older than me. Uh-huh. Um I I still definitely believe in God and um my the way I view things would probably change and uh still trying to figure I figure it out, you know. Yeah. I don't think I definitely believe in an afterlife and I believe in God and, um, I believe in all that, but I don't, I think my opinion on certain things has changed. I still like feel like, um, I don't know. And it's hard to, it's hard to, I've never put my, put my brain enough around these thoughts, which I should, probably should, um, put my brain enough around these thoughts to like adequately describe how I feel about everything.
0: Yeah. But
2: also I'm, um, to me, I can't imagine there not being something else, yeah, sure I can't imagine like like you know like i'm not I'm not like a, someone who believes in like a six day creation story I think like that is more of a metaphor of and course. stuff like that, and like a lot of biblical things I think are metaphors and um yeah, um but oh and when you look at it that way i think um which is a controversial opinion in some of depending on
0: what city you're in, yeah for sure
2: yeah but I mean, like most of the people I know who I'm like close with are in that and that who think about that stuff like like even like my brother my brother went to Bible school like in, in Minneapolis and like he's like a pastor and yeah. so like even he's someone who's like probably he's not like super conservative, but he's more like than I am yeah uh, but he he thinks um like like a like the creation story is probably a metaphor Jonah is probably. A, a parable yeah uh, but um but yeah, i mean also it's it's the fact that i don't need to know either way like if for some reason all that was a thing like if it isn't it doesn't it doesn't um affect my my belief in god sure you know like if, yeah, yeah. if my if my faith is hung up on um whether or not adam and eve existed and it's all it's all founded on that. If it's then the faith kind of sucks, in my opinion. Yeah. Like if you can't have like a conversation about it, and like, can you know like that stuff, then then maybe what you you have believe in isn't even worth it. Totally. If, if you're if you're racked by the that very um, common theory that some things are metaphors, then then maybe I don't know. That's what I think about it.
0: Well, I love no, I I appreciate it. I I um. I guess the only reason I dig into it is because being in L.A., surrounded by musicians, mm-hmm. I think atheism becomes the default here. And if you're in a different city, that's surely not the case, right? And yeah. Then, uh, and there's and there's some place that, like, I like to meet people in the middle somewhere. And I like to, you know. Right. Um, I would definitely say, like, slowly have become less, you know, quote-unquote religious than my right. childhood of, like, a Catholic school. And then moving to a, you know very, very liberal and, and, uh and are you from San Diego? I'm from San Diego. Yeah.
2: Okay. I remember that from the other episode.
0: Yeah. I, um, I don't know. There's just, it's, we even, it's two hour difference from LA to San Diego, but it's very different yeah. environments. And, uh-huh. uh, and I just think very, you know, very similarly, uh, it's hard for me to, to, to think that there's nothing else. And there's like too much coincidence for it to not be, you know, for a lot of things, you know, I'm sure people, science people are saying, well, that's just coincidence. But, uh, I, all I'm saying is I'm just really happy. I was raised in an environment that helped me like form my morals and my compass. And that's what I got out of it. You know what I mean? And I think there's like what you can get out of it versus like, as you say, nitpicking the, the granular.
2: Right. I, um, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of like Christian folks who are anti-science mm-hmm. or whatever. And like, that is stupid to me. Like, why can't you have, it's like being anti-medicine. <laughs> like, like, are you not going to take an ibuprofen when your back hurts Yeah, <laughs> Because of this? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And I think a lot of the al- close alignment with like evangelicals and like politics mm-hmm. is sucked. Yeah, um, we're, scary. I, we might be in a post-like traditional religious society, but it's kind of been replaced with the political system. Like everyone has put their faith in something different. Yeah, and neither of them are very good. Um, <laughs> no, uh, at all. And no, it's uh, clearly been a scary time for that. If, right, you can see that anywhere. <laughs> so that like is crazy to me, and yeah. uh, that's that's always tricky. This. But there is like, needs to be a fine line between like empire and kingdom, which are like different things, you know? Totally. Yeah. It's a weird gray area. I know. It's uh, interesting. Anyway, there's that. Yeah. That's my two cents (laughs) on all that. (laughs) I appreciate it. Very uneducated, stumbling over my words, trying to figure it out. But yeah.
0: That's okay. That's me and I'm the host. So, you know, you're fine. (laughs) <laughs> I, I really
2: enjoy the way I was driving home from Tennessee a couple of days, uh, a couple of weeks ago and I was listening to one of the episodes and I was like, I love how this guy talks. It's just like talking oh, to a buddy. Oh, that's really and nice. I, I, also we've been talking for a minute now and I literally just like, Oh yeah, we're recording. I keep forgetting. I just yeah. enjoy this. this is nice.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know how far along we are ever, but yeah. I, you know, I have to check on occasion just cause I, I want to be respectful of your time, especially with somebody who's actually doing proper press
2: <laughs> yeah this is the i think this is the only thing i have today which is nice um, oh
0: that's great what What yeah. else are you gonna do today
2: uh I'm well I, my day's almost oh, over. date yeah I have, I have a well um this morning i have a health coach now he lives in la so i'm yeah. kind of a i'm down 80 pounds who's your health coach plug him his name is ethan schiff okay uh we meet every week virtually and uh and, yeah
0: congratulations uh, by the way i saw i saw the you. the big weight loss and that's and that's thank absolutely you. phenomenal yeah
2: it's a cool but it's a cool like uh practical thing we system we have going and it's cool it's like totally changed my mind around everything um did that i got a i'm watching this dog i don't <laughs> you know truthfully this is my only job some days are pretty some days i have to learn a beatles song what for what um it's for, I don't know what it's like a charity thing. Okay. I don't know, but I what mean, track? Uh, what is it? Uh, why am I blanking on it? Uh, uh it's. Why am I blanking on it? Because it's, there's literally uh, a million. Yeah, we can work it out, right? <laughs> okay. That's yeah. yeah, we can work it out. <laughs> yes. So I
1: have to learn that lovely. for a
2: lovely for a charity thing uh, next week. That's funny. I gotta memorize it all too, because that's the way I roll. Yeah. But, that's uh, my
0: life on a lot of days as well. Depending on what episodes you heard, I, I was talking about the fact that I work with with babies and kids, and so yeah, a lot of a lot of it is not that I need to learn more songs, but it's just that I would kill myself if I had right. to sing uh, Justin Timberlake's song from Trolls again. So yeah. I will go back and learn Beatles songs. A lot yeah,
2: of the, Be- the Beatles songs are great. So it's like a songs for kids charity. Okay, uh, and it's like a it's like a music based charity, and uh, I'm doing a song. On that in a couple weeks. I, I love know, that. Yeah, I don't know what it what it is really. I never know. I just go cool. So, yeah. I might I might bug
0: your team in the emails, just be like, I would like to be involved with that. That seems so yeah, exciting. that'd be help awesome. Help. Yeah. Um, but wait, I I want to know about how uh, about how the health stuff has rewired you and and how this health coach has helped you because I'm very interested in that stuff as of late.
2: Yeah. So, um, as a touring musician and as a musician, I'm never home and I'm yeah. never around to have any kind of uh consistency consistency that's the word i'm looking for and um uh i hate i always like hated veggies and like i was always just like i'm just gonna go to chipotle i'm just gonna go chick-fil-a i'm just gonna Mm -hmm. go here blah 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 blah." that's good enough for me but i've like i cook now and i like fresh produce and uh and like most of the health stuff is all diet based it's Mm -hmm. all like just cutting out sugars and um putting out bread and everything and just kind of dairy just eating eating as healthy as possible and um yeah it's been cool it's been really cool
0: so how much is he breaking it down between between what you're eating and and exercising
2: well first it was just diet was getting this diet under control and like Mm -hmm. reevaluate like changing my taste buds and like yeah how, how i eat my relationship with like i don't go out and get like like during like, or during last year, I would be, like, literally just play video games, drink some Oberon, which is a yeah. beer here. Okay. <laughs> and and, uh, and eat, like, chocolate-covered pretzels. And then, like, every three days, I'd go to Trader Joe's and get, like, the same thing. Yeah. And then just get, like, a frozen pasta meal from there. And, like, that's my dinner. Boom, 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 boom. Every day. Yeah. But now it's, like, okay, I eat my lunch, my breakfast. Sometimes I don't eat lunch or breakfast. And then I have, like, I cook a nice dinner. And it was all that, just getting, in like, portions and, like, Mm-hmm. A lot of veggies and lean meats, and um, yeah, it's been cool. But now it's like we're working in like the exercise. We're trying to get seventy five hundred steps a day. Nice. Which is a which is a something you have to be very conscious of because it doesn't just happen.
0: No, no, no. Um, it's a, it's a tall order if if uh, I don't know if you just want to stay in one day.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like if I have a day where I'm driving and I'm in the studio or something mm-hmm. like Friday, like I don't know how I'm gonna do that. Right. Uh, so it's um it's fun but yeah
0: yeah well i i uh i totally hear that because because my 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 relationship with food isn't great either or hasn't been until this year and i was working on that too mostly because because i don't drink because i don't smoke like i'm a sober person i've Uh always allowed myself to just like you know, hey, I'm not drunk. I'll be everybody's sober driver, but we're, you know, going to the diner or McDonald's tonight right. at two in the morning and I will, you know, indulge there. And, and it just like psychologically had a lot more to do with that stuff than, yeah. than even physically sometimes. So do you
2: not drink at all?
0: I don't or, drink at all. No.
2: Okay. I'm, 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 I've been drunk like five times in my whole life. Really? Uh, yeah. I don't drink much, but, uh, yeah. I do enjoy you, you take it easy. A cocktail or a PBR.
0: Where does that come from for you? Because for me, I, I, a couple different places. One of them is is like not wanting to lose control, like uh-huh. really wanting to be a control person. Yeah. The other one is like, I'm scared. I think I have recently just admitted to myself that I'm scared, you know?
2: Yeah, I, you. I, I, think I, I think like literally last year was the first time I ever actually got drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was because I was home wow. with just my yeah. roommates. And I was like, yeah. this, this is funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I they don't. They were probably agree. more shocked than you, I would guess. Yeah, they were. They yeah, they were laughing a lot. But uh, <laughs> I yeah, I don't I don't partake in any drugs or anything. I don't uh, not against it for anybody, but yeah. um, it's not really my thing. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I I think it was probably something like growing up. My parents didn't really. I mean, they did a little, but like yeah. it was like you shouldn't drink because then you can get drunk. And I think they were just trying <laughs> to set a good example. And now it's like we're older and it's like. I live in West Michigan. I lived in West Michigan, which is like a big brewery area, yeah. um, like Founders and Bells and all these like mm-hmm. really prominent hippie, hipster beer places are yep. like based here. And, and so it was kind of like, I got, I got, it's part of the culture. Totally. And, uh, yeah. And yeah, I, I, you know, I don't drink that much, but I, I do enjoy it now. Yeah. But I was never for any purpose of just like, oh, yeah. I just like enjoy the taste. That's but great I, though.
0: That's like also a healthy relationship because you had your parents being maybe overly strict. I had the opposite, which is alcoholic parents, which made me yeah. go, nothing. You know that's my
2: that's where my uncles and aunts were, and I always like was mm-hmm. very scared of becoming that. And my yeah. parents were like not that, and so it was like always very strange. But uh, but I mean, people argue that coffee is uh an alt helps you all alters your mood or whatever. So I'm a big coffee guy, highly addicted. Oh yes, yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, big, big same. Uh, I drink yeah. too much. I'm but, addicted uh, to
0: the coffee. I'm addicted to the culture of going to a coffee shop. Oh, Isn't it great? It's amazing. I, it's like the thing I missed the most when things shut down.
2: Yeah, I love, I love coffee shops. I just that's a big thing I love. Yeah,
0: yeah. You sit yeah. there for hours, just write lyrics or like pretend you're doing something. You Do you know? have a favorite
2: coffee shop in LA?
0: I have a couple. Um, there's a place called Bourgeois Pig that is a crazy i took mike there when we we met up oh cool so we went um and in my neighborhood it's actually really funny i there's like certain coffee shops that are just doing really well with the pandemic and then there's other like literally on either like i can go on either street and there's a coffee shop literally right there and for some reason this one is incredibly popular that's called maru coffee and then the one over here is always it tastes exactly the same to me not the same it almost as good it's good yeah it's still good and it's called brew and that's actually where i bumped into pete holmes but um, yeah so i like brew i'm gonna say brew just just to mix it up
2: go to brew okay yeah deal yeah when
0: you when you come here send me a text i'll I'll, yeah i would love to because the other thing too is like i'm in a lot of my girlfriend lives in a totally different neighborhood so i have like different ones based on
2: where Where you're at yeah Yeah. that's how it's that's how it is in detroit a little too it's just so yeah it's like here in kalamazoo there's like one spot that's just great Mm -hmm. and i just love going there what's it called it's called two twins. Two twins.
0: Yeah. Another perfect name for so these, good. These yeah. places have like different names, but they're like uniform in style. Yeah,
2: definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's cool.
0: um, all right, I got to hit you with with my lightning round questions. Are we already Did there? We don't have to be.
2: We don't have whatever you want. If you, if I'm I'm kind of boring, so we can go right <laughs> to those if you want.
0: No. Uh, what I always find, it seems like it's the end of the show, but it's not. Okay. These these usually take a lot longer because when you tell a story, it takes us sk- somewhere completely
2: different. Okay, I'm ready. But,
0: but I but I also love that you're clearly a listener because he said, "Oh no, yeah. he's kicking me out.
2: We're, I'm done. You got to go to Brew, <laughs> dude. You got to get down to Brew and hang out, with Pete."
0: I I really am trying to. I don't I don't feel like he's going to say hi with a mask on for some reason. Yeah,
2: that's nowadays. True. Yeah, you know. How yeah. is Detroit
0: with with uh with the with the COVID everything's shut vibe. down,
2: but uh, everyone I know is vaxxed now. Yeah, so it's like just waiting it out at this point.
0: Yeah, it's very exciting. I'm 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 vaxxed, and and my environment is is mostly vaxxed. Which
2: yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Ready to do some shows. Ready to.
0: Do you have stuff lined up already?
2: Yeah, we're fall. Yeah, last year like we had all the dream festivals and everything lined God. up, and now son of a <laughs> bitch. Taken away. But this year it looks like we're just doing it all in the towards the end of summer and onward. And yeah. uh, I can't freaking can't wait. I think about it
0: all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's exciting yeah. To- We we um have you have you ever done like the college circuit stuff? Um we've done a few. I think we have some lined
2: up in the fall.
0: We always did a few and then we just um like got this we're just talking to this new college agency that I've never worked with before that you know that cool. we just signed to do you know have them start putting us out there. but i'm i'm having this weird in inner inner uh monologue which is like if we do too many college shows will we not get to do enough club shows <laughs> like
2: i know. mean the college shows are always in weird markets usually which you don't doesn't matter and then you get yeah. paid like quadruple what you normally get paid totally so it's like yeah that sounds <laughs> good fine. to me yeah i'll yeah, take it i'll take the money yeah, yeah exactly fun. <laughs>
0: yeah we've we've always done them around california but this would be the first time that we're doing them oh in cool places so oh,
2: i love them i I, yeah. I mean they're they're always good paydays and the nicest people too oh yeah and you get fed you can do fed. the cafeteria you get to do everything it's great yeah. yeah i love
0: it okay so uh best show
2: best show i've ever played yes um i always say this is our midland ep release show Mm -hmm. like i wasn't from detroit but we did it in detroit and there was 500 people there and i was like whoa this is neat it was at the magic stick loved it one of my other favorite shows though we played um we did like a short run in like november of 2018 and we played in like the quad cities uh what is that uh, it's like davenport iowa rock island Mm -hmm. illinois and like there's just like four cities around this river it's called the quad cities and uh we like played a great show there because we've always had like this good draw there. Like it's mm-hmm. just like there's been a lot of people there just supported us. Have you heard Daytoner?
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Because,
2: like so, Sean Moeller runs that, and he's kind of always like been really a champion of what I'm doing. And so like we play shows there, hundreds of people show up, which is cool. And the next day we were like, we're gonna play Shubas in Chicago, and we're just booking the show to see how it goes. Like we don't yeah. really know. It's like a 200 something cap room, and we're driving to the show and uh the promoters texting me and were like yeah it's gonna be he's like it's gonna be a good show and i was like yeah maybe like i don't know yeah. 100 people there cool uh he's like hey there's only like three tickets left so and i was like what he's like yeah your show is like gonna sell out tonight in chicago and i was like wait what <laughs> So that was like i wasn't even prepared for that like i didn't have no. a photographer i didn't like, like going into the venue i like wasn't prepared like there was anybody there to really see us and like that when I just showed up and like, it was sold out. I was like, this is like a legit venue. And these are legit amount of tickets. And, and it was just like, weird. Like I remember like being in the green room and being like, "Then they were like, congrats, your your show sold out. And I was like, wait, what? And they weren't I, even going to give us the show originally, which was the cool part. Like they were like, yeah, maybe, uh, but not. <laughs> they're Joe Pesci. There was, there was a shower in the green room. And I was so nervous. I even <laughs> took a shower before the show. <laughs> uh, cause I never had done that before. And, uh, it's uh, but yeah, that was that was really memorable. But one of those two are like the cool, like so. Uh, there, one other one was in 2019. We played at first, uh, first to have the small room in Minneapolis. Yep, and I remember like sound checking and being like, cool, whatever, and then like going to get dinner, She mm-hmm. gave us $20 to get dinner. And I was like, holy cow, what is this about? Am I, am I the richest man in America? Am I the richest? I was like, I'm going to get a steak, and I yeah. bought a steak. <laughs> it was not a good state because it was only like $20. But uh,
1: um,
2: I came back and there was a line out front and I was like, who and I literally am so stupid. I literally was like, I who are they here to see? Like I had funny. no, I had no idea. Like I walked up and I and I was like, oh, they're probably here for the opener. And and now they're like, and then they're like, oh, we're here to see you. And I was like, wait, what? What? It was the weirdest. I remember like seriously being like, like going inside and be like, guys, there's a line out f- front. Like, in a Minneapolis at first half. Um, and we're like, that was so cool. That was another cool one.
0: Yeah. I love, um, okay, so similarly, I remember the first time that we sold out a room in L.A.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was what like. What was it?
0: What room? It was the first one, the, the two, I don't know. It's like the first real venue was the Troubadour. Yeah. But before that, we played this place called The Study, which was like a 200 cap. But there was something where, like, their capacity was lowered because they didn't pass their, like, fire code or something. Huh. And we had a line out the door of people trying to see us. And I remember <laughs> I was angry because I was like, these people can't come in. They're trying to see us. And I was mad. And I was, like, kind of being a diva. And then I it, it didn't dawn on me till later that I was like, that was a good thing. That means that they're, like gonna come back and try and see I didn't realize it I thought it was a bad thing that these people couldn't see us and I was like you know yeah, that's taking so cool. it wrong you know and the same thing happened at the Troubadour I was like but what about the f-? you know there's something like 30 people out there who couldn't who like legitimately didn't get in man yeah. because and that was you know that's the other you know problem with our band is we're a we're a day of ticket seller so yeah, like same. We, people will project these shows to flop and then on the day, they'll sell you know some you know yeah two hundred tickets at the door, and then I'm like, oh okay cool. So I'm yeah. just gonna be in terror until the moment we're on stage.
2: I think we might be playing the Troubadour, the Roxy mm-hmm. in the fall. I'm very excited. I've only played LA twice. Cool. Uh, yeah. Very very excited. We played Bardo uh, for school night. For school night. Yep. And then we I opened uh, at the Fonda, for uh. Oh, that's cool. Last Dinosaurs.
0: That's uh, a great band. Yeah, that's really bad,
2: right? Yeah, they took me on tour. Like, so I played like there, and I played like Glass House, and I played. what's the one in? What's the one in uh, San Diego? Soda bar. No. Casbah. No. Uh, 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 It's in like a strip mall type area. Oh. Oh, music box. Maybe. Maybe that was it. I don't remember. No, I've got to play the Fillmore in Belly Up. (laughs) I'm just gonna keep it. and I played the Fillmore mm-hmm. in uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It was like my first time really playing California. And I was like, cool. These are good shows. It's uh, th- Those all sound like really good shows. Yeah. The, yeah. the Fonda was like so cool. I was like, oh, it was sold out. And I was like, holy crap. Gorgeous. There's radio. a lot of people. I didn't realize there was a lot of people. It was just me acoustic. And I was opening for <laughs> these these massive shows.
0: And I was yeah.
1: like, all right, cool. Um,
2: yeah. You
1: know?
2: Yeah. It's...
0: it's- it's a big moment when you get to like start, you know, filling rooms, and then, uh, and then you know, equally, like we were when we played in, you know, uh, Colorado Springs. There was like a fat line, and I was just like, "What are these people doing here?" Isn't that then weird? When we walked out to go get dinner, and like people cheered for us. And in the, like, and I was like, "But oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, "Get me out of here!" But also that felt amazing.
2: You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird. Tug and pull with that with that whole idea. It's funny, man. What about worst show? Worst show. Um, there's, there is two worst shows. The one that I always say is Eureka Springs, Arkansas.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: We, are you familiar with Brother Moses? Yep. They're buds of ours, and do you know Harvard? Uh, no. Is that okay. a
0: band? Yeah, they were the support band for the last, or maybe they co-headlined with Brother Moses on like the last couple shows they did before. So oh. that's how i know those guys yeah
2: nice uh yeah but i we played in arkansas in this random town in the ozarks and it was like mm-hmm. up in the mountains and the van could barely get up to it and, like, and we so had like like it was we have like a 3500 chevy van like it's supposed to do the mountains for us. Yep. but this was like <laughs> very steep and uh like couldn't make it up the hill like had to go down and like it was just horrible in the middle of nowhere we stayed in Branson, Missouri, because that was like the closest place that had hotels and like that place is a whole mess of itself. And like the whole air thing just sucked. And it was like it was just bad. Like there was a girls in who like there was this old lady with a hula hoop like dancing like during our whole set. Cop showed up. It was so bizarre. It was like a real the only way I can describe the venue is remember like in Beauty and the Beast when they're all singing about Gaston. And they're like, <laughs> Gaston, Gaston, and they're like popping out of windows and stuff. Like it looked like that place, all like <laughs> in one room. That was pretty terrible.
0: I love that. It's yeah, it's a it's a musical situation where people are just popping up, but it's like a lot scarier. It's just yeah. Of, it's it's, the it's other, creepier than real
2: in real life when people just pop out of windows and start singing. So so bizarre, like just worst place. And we were just like, get us out of here. But we played Brother Moses and we just were dying laughing the whole time. Um, but the other worst show I think was in there's been some bad ones in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. We, it's one of the worst spots i don't know for us to play i don't know why but we get we got to play this festival and we're like oh it has like two-door cinema club on it Sick. and it has like uh wiz khalifa and like logic so like big names whatever and we were playing like third and this was like before Midland came out and we're like this is mm-hmm. stupid but um it was like 500 bucks or 600 bucks or something I'm like cool we're gonna do it and it was a one-off so we like left and we drove we drove all the way to pittsburgh from michigan
0: quick pause yes. why are the worst shows the most effort they're always the ones you have to put the most energy into that's a good point i don't know
1: <laughs> that's a, a good
0: point there's always these weird ones where you're like this is a throwaway not a big deal it's gonna be easier for us to get there and they're incredible and then these <laughs> other shows are like you know, oh, you barely 100%. say yes to them and
2: they, and they kill you. This one we were, we were really excited about. Cause we're playing a freaking <laughs> big Fest- festival. Right. Yeah. We drive down there, we pull up and like, the, it's like live nation runs it. And we're like, Oh mm-hmm. wow. This is like a big deal. Like they like have like photos of us to make sure we can go through security. Into oh wow. Like, they're like, is this Michigander? And it was like an old photo. It's like, yeah, that's me. Blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, cool. They like take us in and we can like hear the thing booming and we're like, cool. And there's like these green rooms and like catering and we're like, Wow, cool, this rocks. And like, we go over. Dude, I kid you not. I can't even explain like how big the festival ground was. Like, just so big, like massive, <laughs> like LED wall with her name on it, screen, like, like huge stage, huge Sick. festival grounds, not joking. We, we played to like 18 people. <laughs> In the whole fest, there was only two stages. In the whole festival grounds, there was maybe 100 people. And it, we drove all the way down there. We played the show. We're like, this sucks. We literally loaded the stuff into the van. I went and settled up, and we drove away. Like, we were there for an hour and a half. Is there an explanation as to why it was so empty? No idea. Like, But, like, huge bands build, like, right. set up. Everything was set up, like, we've got to do a couple big festivals. And, like... Yeah this was the same vibe as that, like golf carts and like Mm -hmm. good catering spread and like good green rooms. And we're like, okay, this is awesome. Like, this is like a big deal for us. And we're like walking up there and there being like 18 people when we started and maybe, and maybe like 50 by the time we ended, but like. A huge disappointment for the expectation, right?
0: Yes. I just can't, I I can't imagine how like, maybe they just blew the mark. I don't even know. That doesn't make any
2: sense. But also, like, maybe people were just coming for, like, the the crazy acts at the night. The evening, yeah. Like, maybe there's no reason for the people to get there at 1 p.m. to see Michigander play his two singles that are out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe one single at that time. Who knows? Right. Uh, so, oh. who knows? But it was a nightmare. Suck. Yeah, that sucks. Drove, and then we just turned around and drove home. Like, it sucks way. because you're like...
0: I've had this where you almost feel guilty for the crew. You're like embarrassed. There's like people working.
2: (laughs) They had people loading our gear on and off stage for us. Yeah. And then I'm like, there's like 30 crew on the stage and we, we, uh, what? (laughs) We like literally loaded out of the van and then into the van and we were done. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah. Crazy. crazy." Terrible.
0: Oh man. All right. You ready for big lessons?
2: I love big lessons.
0: All right. All right. Can you tell me a big lesson you've learned about writing?
2: Um, yes, big lesson I learned about writing is to uh, to keep pushing and finishing something, even when you don't think it's gonna be great, unless mm-hmm. you really don't like it. But like, because you might take something from that. Like, let down was a song that was like two songs split up, and I finished that one, and and then I took the verse from like that chorus, which is let down, which is like. My, probably my biggest song right now mm-hmm. and then like a verse from now and so if i wouldn't have finished that song or worked on that more i wouldn't have had that song
0: and that's, i'm interested in that i i yeah. are you cool so you you did the frankenstein move i've done it a handful of times i'm always happy when it when it happens but i'm always feeling like i'm giving up on parts of a song
2: yeah you know you know like I, you cut up when you cut a pepper up you don't use the whole thing but yeah, you need the whole thing i know to get the good stuff. So it's, like, it's kind of like that.
0: Yeah. Because I um, What was it? It was yesterday I was working on a chorus and then I realized that the melody I was singing sounded like another song I wrote called Heaven that uh-huh. we've, we haven't put out yet. Isn't going to make the next record. And I was like, should I just steal this chorus from Heaven instead of just making like an
2: approximation of it?
1: And, yeah. Uh, and I think the
0: answer might be Yes.
1: You know? I think the answer is
2: yes. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Tear it up, rip it up. Nothing is <laughs> everything is fair game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then and then you know what? And then you got your tricolored pepper
2: yes. omelet
0: that looks pretty because you use yeah. green, yellow, and red.
2: That's exactly right. Yeah. Boom.
0: Uh <laughs> metaphor finish. Metaphors. Uh what about
2: collaborating? Uh biggest lesson I've learned from collaborating mm-hmm. is um do it more often because mm. I was so anti-collaboration. I think a lot of it was out of just like being being um being like selfish, maybe. Like I didn't want to I didn't want to give up the right. I didn't want to give up any of the money for my songs. <laughs> like I'm a solo guy and I was like, if I can write the song and it can do well, I don't want to like give somebody like cuts every every month or whatever. Like I right. just want to I know I can do this but now that I have stuff under my belt and I have like a a thing and like I, and I I found the right people to collaborate with, like, that's important too. You can't just like, you don't want to just collaborate with anybody. I think people like, if I'm not, if someone, if I was to ask somebody that has like, Hey, do you want to write a song together? And if I wasn't feeling it, I'm not going to say, yeah, sure. Cause I don't want to like, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to have fun with it. I'm not going to like put my all into it. So I'm trying to be picky with who I do stuff with, but like, jake lamond my guitarist and like he's a songwriter and he's one of my best friends he him and i really work well together like i have all these songs that i didn't finish or like i felt like i wasn't finishing and he helped me finish them and make them great and
0: yeah what is it about his skill set i'll tell you so, one thing so my drummer matt lives in behind that wall and oh, cool. uh, and one of the one of the things that always helps me is that if there's something I'm on the fence about or something I'm like, I don't know if I'm in love with this song or whatever, he'll he'll be pretty honest. He'll be like, yeah, that's because it's not as good as this other track. But this other track is really sick and I might feel the same way about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And he'll really push me. And sometimes just getting a sentence, you know, from either my drummer or my bassist of just just them going like, no, I'm really into this, um, will give me the, like, it'll push me far enough to to, you know, try harder for, to fi- either finish a song or to bring it, you know, to like, you know, other parts other than just vocals and guitar. Right. That's enough Jake, sometimes.
2: Yeah. Jake never tells me something's bad. That's nice. <laughs> which is annoying because I wish he would. Yeah. He's like, I think that's good, man. And I will go, yeah, but is it up to par with everything else we've done? Right. I have, fr- I have like one friend specifically, my best friend, Adam, who I, always field everything with. I'm like, what do you think of this? And he goes, that sucks. That's stupid. That sounds like this, you're ripping off that band. Like he knows, and he yeah. knows me better than anyone. Um, and so having him around to like send demos to, but like when he's like, this is so good, it made me cry. Like that's happened one time with him with a with, right. with song. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like you're yeah. better for the first time. And he was like, that's wow. He's like, that made me cry. And I was like, that made you cry? I was like, that's crazy, but thanks. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got this song we're working on, and we've shown it to like four people, and three of them said, I've never heard anything like this. And I was like... Well, I need to hear this now. That's the craziest thing yeah. I've ever heard, and, and it's insane to me. And it was, an, it was not supposed to be on this record that we're working on,
2: you know? That sounds cool. I want to hear it now. Okay, I'll send it to you. Okay, uh, yeah.
0: but it's But it's like... It's who it's who that stuff comes from is what matters, you know, who this right. who this person is. Like, if you're used to just getting like somebody who doesn't want to hurt your feelings, or if you're used to getting somebody who like you're like I can't read you, you know. So I think there is like pros and cons. You know, your relationships have a lot to do with with the words that you're, that you're getting. You know, yeah. uh, what about a big lesson in performing?
2: My big lesson in performing is uh hmm. I used to take myself a lot more seriously with, uh, with that. And uh, I don't as much, I still like, to me, that's the most, for me, the shows are one of the, like, the second most important things like record that goes good. But then at, but like the shows are like so important because I mm-hmm. feel like I connect the most, we make the most headway and the most like progress and the needle moves the most when we are playing shows. Like if we can play shows and I can meet people and I can talk to people, like that's just I think where I I'm better at doing that than I am making music.
0: A hundred percent. By the way, I'm 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 right there with you. That's my that's my yeah. skill set
2: as well. Is like I want to connect. So how yeah. this year's been horrible for that part Fucking for anybody? Nightmare. Yeah, anybody like you and I who yeah um, who is in that in that world who like needs to connect with folks has been I imagine it's been tough. But I think like don't i mean like you gotta i'm I, my biggest lesson i think i've learned though is like i was always so focused on the playing and the band and it was looking like i was nervous and i played this like charity show like a a, a cool venue in michigan that like i always dreamed of playing and i walked off stage and the guy this radio guy was there and he's like hey that was a really good show he's like but why do you he's like you paid you care too much about what your bandmates are doing and you care too much about what you're doing, mm. and you're not you're not playing. You're playing to the your band. And you're not playing to the audience. And when he told me that, I was like, first of all, you have no room to tell me what to do." No, yeah. but I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, fuck you a little a, bit," but uh, I'll internalize. Yeah, but <laughs> also like that, like that status stuck with me for yeah. so long, and that is like now, like I'm like we play to the crowd. We like this is this is the thing. Like I like if we mess up, it doesn't matter like if, if i was to mess up i'd look at the guys and be like oh i messed up but now and if they messed up i'd be like like i'd be like pissed about it but now it's like play the show do the thing get the crowd into it and uh yeah i don't take myself seriously anymore yeah with it all.
0: I, I learned that lesson seeing I, I guess i shouldn't name a band but a big a big band that i saw at coachella in like 2011 uh, can you say the band you can bleep it out yeah yeah do you remember the oh yeah 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 they were playing and i was like we're not here i could already tell i was i was like 17 and Uh i was like they don't think we're here at all right they're just playing to each other and maybe that's a product of like how stratospheric that song was that year and like how it was like in every (laughs) thing you know great song it's a great song and and i think that maybe they they were just like we need each other to get through this you know crazy time with a Uh lot of attention that's that's my perspective on it now but when i was watching them i was like the singer was for half the show faced sideways to like watch everybody in the band
2: weird yeah Yeah. i felt that way about the strokes and now that i've seen strokes like i'm like oh my god they're so good yeah amazing yeah (laughs) yeah
0: um okay what about by the way and i and i love that answer too to just uh this has been such a weird year in a way. It's like made me, you know, talking about our insecurities that we were talking about at the beginning, like I, I've been like, I don't know if I'm good at this anymore. But then I remember like, oh, the part that I'm good at has been stripped from all of us. Have you, you played
2: any, like, any kind of drive-ins or anything? Nothing, but okay. but
0: mostly because there's been the inner rearranging of the band. Right.
2: We played one drive-in that was in front of people. And I'll tell you, like... I had the same fear of being like, am I going to get back to this and not know how to do it? Yeah. But when we walked on stage, there was just, like, smiles on all our faces. Like, we're playing a show right now. Yeah. And the first – we were going from playing, like, 150 shows a year to doing – and, like, the last show we played, we opened for Bernie Sanders to, like, 10,000 So sick. So we're like, holy cow, this is incredible. And the next week closed, so like that was jarring. And then the next show we played was at a drive-in with Mount Joy in Chicago for like a thousand people. Tight, sick. This is great. And we walked on stage, and we just felt like the, we felt like the Avengers, like walking out there, like <laughs> holy crap. And we it, and we got a really quality audio recording from it, and it oh, rocks. Great. It was like it was one of the best shows, we, like m- most memorable nights ever. I was like, this might be the last time we do this for for a long time, guys. So <laughs> totally, let's like, yeah. So it in. And, like, everybody's just on it. And, like, it's fantastic. I love yeah, it, man. Yeah,
0: it is cool. Um, okay. Ooh, what's a big lesson you've learned about the industry? Put
2: it in quotes. A um, couple of lessons. I think when you're first starting out, you have to realize there's such a much bigger picture than what you are working with. Like, the field of view is, like, so much bigger as you yeah. go. And, like, at first, you really care about, like, I was care about, like, what what are that band doing? What's that move they're making? Oh, that seems dumb. Why are they doing that? Like, that kind of stuff. And now I'm just like, write a damn song, write a song, care about your song. Stop. You got to do more songs than you do photo shoots. Like, there can't be like that. Like, care about the music and then, like, everything else will come along with it. But you need to get them, you got to get the music right. That's like the number one thing. The other thing I've learned is nobody knows what they're doing nobody knows what they're doing Yep. everyone pretends to know what they're doing and there's some people who are really good at pretending there's some there's some people who kind of know there's some people who are data-driven folks Mm -hmm. uh, tend to be a lot of younger younger managers and stuff and they're all about the data and they're all about this and that and those people know what they're talking about and they can use like literal data to make a band good it's crazy, or like to make a band like successful. Yes, totally. The, yeah, yeah. there, but only if the music's there. If the music isn't there, then whatever. And the, and the, and like you have to, like you have to know that as a musician, if you have a team working with you, they're working with you because of what you do. Uh-huh. Be true to what you do. Like at first, when we I got management, I was always like, um, "Guys, what do you think of this?" And they were like, "Yeah, it's fine." And I was like, "Oh no!" Like yeah, scared yeah. me. <laughs> But now I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I know the songs I'm making are good. And I know this team is working with me because of what I do. Like I want their opinions, but at the same time, I can't, I can't wrap myself in those opinions and let that define how I feel for the day. Totally. Uh, yeah. So that's been, that's been a huge thing for me because for so long, like I said, I wanted a team and now I have like a team. That's like some of the best people, like one of the best management companies in like around yeah, and the best people around and like, everybody on my team rocks and like they're, they're like friends they're like some of my best friends and um and so like i care about what they say but at the same time like when it comes to the music like i have to do it my way ha yeah um, and they'll
0: understand that by the way if they are the data-driven type of person hopefully there can be an agreement that like i do my job you do yours too
2: yeah so that's kind of how it's going but then but then it's also like well maybe the label's not gonna the label's not going to send you the next offer if you don't have what they want. And you're like, well, that's okay. But like now, now I'm in a spot where like I have to keep doing it that way. I can't, I can't regress and go to like an independent release and like whatever I do has to be like, keep going in order for me to like see this out and how I want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I've never been like more happier and like stoked on what I'm doing and just in music and in life. Like I'm, like a, like I I got this journal in May of last year and I'm like yeah. almost finished writing in it like um like a whole year's worth and like the beginning is very very depressing and sad and like hopefully no one ever reads it and the end right. is just like me it's like stained in happy tears of how excited I am about everything and that's it's fucking cool.
0: beautiful Jason that's awesome yeah
2: it's cool to be happy it's <laughs> yeah, underrated
0: it's, yeah <laughs> it's underrated oh that that makes me really excited. I'm yeah. happy for you, man. That's that's great. Thanks, dude. Uh what about a big lesson you've learned from another musician? Maybe advice mm. or something like that. Or or just something you saw in somebody you've toured with or something.
2: Uh my friend Jax Anderson. Mm-hmm. She uh had a band called Flint Eastwood. And now it's just her name, Jax Anderson. And she told me that like uh it was one of my first tours. Uh she told me like you have to just make it happen for yourself if you want to do this, you cannot wait on anybody else to make it happen. If you want to do it, you got to do it for yourself. And uh, she's like, if you don't have a guitar player for a show and you still need to play a show, there's a way to do it. You get tracks, you do this, you do that, you do that. And so she told me that in like 2017 and it like changed how I do everything. And I mean, it's part of the reason why I like continued to fight on as like a solo project. Um, But when she told me that, like, I was like, That was good. What else? I love that one. um, There's a guy named Ryan Hurd. He's a big country writer. And he told me, he told me, like, music isn't that hard. He's like, you have a, this is the other, this is the other advice. He said, you have, he's like, he's like, when I look, he's like, I look, he's like, look outside. There's like those guys cutting the lawn. Like, that's their job. He's like, this is your job. Mm -hmm. Work hard at your job. If you think it's too hard, then maybe like it's music is not hard it's a job for you and do your job well and like just how they're doing their job well and I was like yeah. that's great like he's like he's like he's like lyrics can hard can like you can always edit things like they can't edit their lawn mowing job weeks later you know <laughs> he's like you can do it all now and I was like that's such good advice he's like finish stuff and like work hard and he's like but this is your job if you that- want to be your job like do a good
0: that's such a country yeah. example. It's yeah. like unbelievably like how country writers think about it, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, he 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 says like he'll admit like it's very. He's written like, he's written some big songs, and big he's like, and he's just like, he's like, yes, there is like this commerce side of it, uh, but also, um, you have to keep in mind that, um, like it is art at the same time, and yeah. so, find and find the balance, and like totally. that's something I um
0: all about i love i love asking this question for reasons for the reasons that you just explained which is like you can hear the same thing from a lot of different people but there's a way that it hits you from the, the certain person or the way that they articulate it that could literally change your life it can literally oh, change big time. you, you mm-hmm. know how how you progress as an artist and as a person yeah totally and i, and I love so. getting a window into that for for all my guests you know yeah big time, dude. Alright, man. Uh hit me with a with a recommendation.
2: Is it a music recommendation? It can
0: be a music.
2: It could be Whoa. any of the
0: podcasts you've you've given out. It could be a movie. It could be a TV. Whoa. Just any
2: rec. Let's see here on my, my recents. Okay. Um me, I love Briston's album. It's the best thing I've heard in a long time. It's my favorite uh, thing. And by the
0: way, his, his girlfriend Samia, like I Oh, yeah. The, ba- the baby record, was like too. the sickest record last year, you know?
2: Yeah. There's an artist named Wilby. She's from Nashville. Okay. Wilby. Uh, she has a song called Mush, and it's so good. Cool. Um my friend Chris started his new band. It's called Yuku. It's Y U E K-U. He put out his first single, and it's so great. Um, what else am I listening to? Uh Gatlin. Have you heard of her? Uh-huh. Oh, so good. That's uh, the only one of these I've heard of so far, though. <laughs> Gatlin talking. Well, she has like a bunch. She would put out new song too, but mm-hmm. I love I love her music. And um, oh, here's my my favorite one. It, they're called. It's it's spelled Toledo, but it's pronounced Toledo. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they they're pronounced Toledo. I didn't know that. Yeah, Brooklyn band. Uh, randomly saw their band name and I was like, Are they from Ohio? Because that's right by me. Uh-huh. Turns out they're not. I've become Instagram friends with them. And man, that they put out an EP called Jockeys of Love. And I like am so obsessed with it. It's like six songs or whatever. And I just cannot stop spinning it. Just Love nonstop. It. It's just such easy listening. And like uh-huh. it can just go on and on and on. But those, that's what I'm listening to. Beauty. Yeah, beauty.
0: Love that's it. Great. Hey, the, that was all my questions.
2: Wow, we did it. We this did it. This was very fun. I had a this blast. Was, I feel filled up after this. Normally, I feel like... <sighs>
0: Depleted, this, yeah.
2: This one, it rocked. I actually like, genuinely was looking forward to this and telling all my friends I was looking forward to this. Well,
0: I was so excited to talk to you because you've just been a guy I've known of for forever. And I was like, well, fuck this, man. I have a show where I could talk to people. I got to meet this yes, dude because I love his music.
2: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that really means a lot. Hopefully, we can become friends in real life as well.
0: I would love that. Let I me know followed you, you on, the,
2: on the on gram. The I saw life. it. I
0: hit you back. Cool. Thank you. Look, we're we're internet friends. Isn't that that's impervious? That's
2: and that's where you can send me that song.
0: Yes, I will. I'll send it over there. Sick. Uh, um, yeah. I love to hear it. It's still in
2: demo zone, and I'm nervous, but I'll i am gonna give it to you incomplete, even though. I'm gonna send you some incompletes, and I want to hear what you think because I don't really have a. I'm I'm looking for some fresh years on all my demos and stuff. So
0: am I. By the way, we're okay. in a we're in a place. Well, we're already gonna put these songs out anyway, but it's a kind of a scary time because we have always gone to you know expensive studios and paid for stuff, and now we're kind of like if you know, let's use this opportunity to like record a lot of stuff with our friends and ourselves right. and in the house and stuff. So let's
2: get a good mixer.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's literally the yeah. plan. And I already got them. So
2: <laughs> love it. yeah, cool. All
0: right, folks, there you have it. That was Jason Singer from Michigander and myself just chatting our little hearts away. Um, we had such a good time and I hope we can be good buddies in the future some more. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. You know what to do. Banzoogle. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Um, subscribe and share and rate and review and uh, send it to your aunt bye I love you Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Banzoogle. Built by musicians for musicians, Banzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Direct Support podcast listeners can go to Banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days and can use the promo code Support, all one word, to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. That's Banzoogle.com, promo code Support.